0: Oh coach
1: slides out of the backfield. Granger steps off. Trying to throw. Well stay on his feet.
0: Some nifty moves. How about this run from Granger?
1: He'll have a first down at the sixth occurrence. Quick shot, left side. There's Malachi Coley. first guy misses, second guy misses, across the 50, fly to the play, he's free, bye bye, Malachi Coley. up to the races, as they step before the break, 94 yards and a cloud of dust, for Western Kentucky. David team that won 12 games a year ago, got the Mountain West Championship game, chance to get off the bat season, our conference opener, but it's Gentry, who slips the tackle, runs up
0: field, fast, and Gentry, touchdown! First down to 10, looking for that
1: end zone, he's got Harvey, and that's a catch for a touchdown! Old Dominion breaks the
0: ice, with 7.05 to go here in the fourth, and Javon Harvey holds in touchdown number two on the year.
1: The G5 High. All G five all the time. Welcome into episode sixteen of the G five Hive, where we aim to bring you all the honey in G five college football. I'm Justice, joined again by uh, my co-host Luke. What's going on tonight, Luke? How you doing? I'm
0: doing pretty good. Uh, It's this is this is a tough tough stretch of being a content creator. I do another podcast. It's the holiday season. Uh, you have vacations for work. This is my last like week of work before I am off until January 2nd. Doing some traveling. Justice and I, You know, the next couple weeks, we're going to have a little bit different uh, days. Usually, we're right around 10, 15, 10, 30 uh, Mondays. But with the holidays, Christmas being on a Monday... We're gonna have to switch some things around, so uh, we do want to come every week, so you guys have something to listen to. Um, but yeah, it's it's kind of that weird time, and you know, college fantasy football is is over, and it's I feel drained, but I'm really really <laughs> excited to watch the bowl games that we have coming up. A lot of your, uh, what I want to say, your casual. Fans are probably not going to watch a lot of these games because there's going to be, you know, the high-profile people are sitting out. But I really want to see what these teams look like, um, you know, recruits, etc. Like anybody who's – like Boise State, you've got, you know, Taylor Green, you know, committing yesterday, today to, to Arkansas – you know, kudos for him for making that, that jump up there. But you've got, um, like, what does that quarterback room look like? Do we need to bring in a, a transfer portal guy? Um, What do you have in C.J. Tiller if he gets to start? Because um, Maddox, you know, he might be the guy, but, you know, he's hurt right now. Getting, you know, just guys getting valuable yeah. reps. And then... Also, you've got, like, you know, I know it's not G5, but you got Minnesota that, like, everybody's leaving and they happen to get bowl eligible with five wins. You can't tell me that those 15 practices aren't going to be valuable for them to figure out what do we have and what do we need. You know, I feel like anybody who's losing a lot of people in the portal, Ohio, you know, this is a good chance to figure out what do we need, what are our gaps,
1: yeah, I mean JMU's losing a lot in the portal too. Um with uh, McLeod and, and some other players. So yeah. Um be interesting to see, like you said, who, who kind of steps up. We'll get to see players that uh we haven't really, we may not have seen all year, right? Um and, and kind of lead us into uh you know next season. Like uh, you know, I mean it, it seems like it happens every year. There's one or two players that just kind of go bonkers, and um, you know they kind of they can sometimes springboard the that bowl game into uh, a prime time role uh, for fantasy purposes next season. So be interested to see who does that uh, this year.
0: Yeah, there's def- definitely definitely going to be some game that puts somebody on the map that everyone's talking about, and I can't wait.
1: You know, one thing uh, you mentioned about Taylor Green <laughs> while I was watching our intro, I was like, "Oh, Javon Harvey! Now he's a Texas A&M Aggie." Uh, that just seems really strange to me.
0: Uh, but yeah, tell me about it because it's not like he had the best of season. There's probably you know being in the doghouse, probably played into it. But yeah, that seems to be quite the yeah. quite the jump up for the lack of production that was this year
1: yeah yeah um, I mean it definitely is surprising to me I'd be I don't know like I, I wish the well I wish the young man well he, he's a local kid and um but it does seem like quite a big jump um and I don't know I mean I hope for his sake he can produce in the SEC but I would not be i I would not be necessarily hopeful of that just because of the the, the um uptick in talent there but you know maybe maybe he'll prove us wrong um last week the only game in town army versus navy um army won 17 to 11 i watched the uh the first half of the game um I, it wasn't i don't know uh, army you know looked like the better team army ended up winning the game um you know, Navy rotated their uh, quarterbacks. Um, Kanye Udo, who, who you mentioned uh, previously and and you, you put here on the the, uh, the show sheet, um, had thirteen for eighty eight yards. Um, I, I I'd actually rostered him in a few leagues. Um, I think he's talented, but I just don't know that he's ever going to be startable. You know, um, they just share the ball so much there. I think if he's a starting running back, I mean,
0: obviously the the quarterback, you know, is a huge part of that. But I feel by weeks, you always have that by week. Hell bye week Armageddon. I, I feel like that is. He is by week injury Stop gaps. I I feel like for fantasy. Yeah, it could,
1: I could. I mean, I can see that. It's, yeah, or I deep leagues. Yeah, obviously. Yeah, deep leagues for sure. Um, it just. I don't know. It just seems like he he kind of had a good stretch there, maybe like um, a quarter of the way in, a third of the way into the season, and then kind of fell off the face of the earth, so to speak. Um, and then was was you know good again in, in the bowl game. I definitely think – I think he's talented for sure. Uh, I just worry about is he going to get the volume to uh, to be able to sustain him from a fantasy – from a fantasy perspective, um, yeah, they're really – I mean, I don't really have much else to say about the game. Um, you know, I
0: did not get a chance to watch it, but from what – I gathered by looking at the play by play, it looked like nothing really happened all game, and then like the last seven minutes or so, like everything happened.
1: Um Yeah, it wasn't know, it wasn't the first half, it wasn't an exciting game. It uh, was the
0: the talk of the town was the you know, safety at the end with the over-unders. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so if you have not paid attention to that, uh, go check that out. Uh, kind of interesting, um, um, there. So yeah, the big news, let's, let's talk about the big news. Ashton Gentry is coming back to Boise state for another go around. Um, I saw some rumors swirling around that, uh, His deal consisted of three hundred thousand dollars, his own place to live, and an upgrade on a vehicle. So, not I mean, not too bad. Uh, We will (coughs) definitely doesn't hurt the NFL. You know, got their got their stuff together, and uh, yeah, that's huge news, uh, especially for a new coach being hired. That is probably considered a huge win for that coaching staff to to retain genti
1: and george Hulani will not be back he's out of eligibility despite many people thinking he had a year left They came out this you know recently this week that you know he, he's out of eligibility
0: and i'm i i will be fascinated to really understand the story so um talk to somebody you know within Boise and they were under the working under the operation that they had another year with George. Now I don't know how it came about that they found out here that turns out this is it. Um, So I will be interested if I can figure that out. Not that big of a deal because you know, it is what it is, but yes, uh, he gets it all to himself here.
1: So, yeah, he, I mean, He's got to be the, uh, in my opinion, uh, RB one in a PPR league. Um, in a non PPR league, I can I can see uh, him and Ollie Gordon kind of being one two. Uh, pick pick your poison. Who do you want number one? But I think for a PPR league, Jainty is the uh, is the clear number one RB. In my opinion, I don't know who else. Uh, you could say other than Gordon, but Gordon just doesn't get the, uh, the catches to, to me. Yep. All right. Uh, moving on to some coaching notes. Um, so a lot of these we talked about last week and some of these are now official. Uh, Middle Tennessee state has hired uh, Derek Mason from Vanderbilt as their head coach. Um, I really
0: like how, uh, vanderbilt does with their athletes that they identify um and i i feel like derek is going to bring that information or that kind of knowledge as to what type of athletes they identify and i think they're going to be able to to really get some sneaky good athletes that uh really helps middle tennessee state here probably in year like three more so then sooner, or I guess later, rather than sooner, that would be. That's my initial just thoughts right now.
1: Yeah, um, and certainly Conference USA is not like a tough, a tough conference, and uh, I think Middle Tennessee can certainly compete and, and win that conference. Um, they have uh, they have the talent to be able to do that. Vatiano uh, will be returning. Um, so you know, he's he's got a, he's got a good start there with a quarterback. So be interesting to see if he can uh you know maybe bring some uh power five guys over to middle Tennessee State. Uh probably the big one this week is um Troy coach John Summerall moving on to Tulane. Um that's a that's a huge hire for Tulane. Um from all indications summerall for whatever reason wanted out of Troy and I'm not I don't really know the reasons why um yeah, it,
0: he was like the center of like a lot of coaching hires like he was really sought after and he seemed to know it but also it seemed like it wasn't necess- it I didn't get the vibe that a lot of colleges were reaching out to him it was almost like he was reaching out to coaches or like to universities like I'm available And they took took him up on that. Is is like the vibes that I got from just reading different things.
1: Yeah, um, I mean, he did great at Troy, right? Uh, Led them to a to a Sun Belt championship. Their uh, their defense this past year was phenomenal. Had an awesome running game as well uh, with Kamani Vidal. Gunnar Watson certainly had had a good season too, uh, throwing the ball. So. Um, Yeah, I think this is a great hire for Tulane, um, and and it's just served them well. Now, he will will have to do some rebuilding there at quarterback uh, with Michael Pratt um, gone, having accepted his senior bowl invite, and uh, the backup, which was Kai Horton, uh, entered the portal. Now, obviously, I guess Horton can return back, um, so he's got his work cut out there, but he does get Makai Hughes back again. So that will certainly help. Um, and, you know, it's encouraging, if you own Makai Hughes, right, to see to see the guy that, uh, you know, had, had, had a success with running the ball with Kamani Vidal. I am
0: a little curious because John Summerall was there for two years, correct at Troy? So, yeah. yes, he won two championships, but how many of his recruiting guys – really got to play or did he win with you know mostly somebody else's recruiting class i haven't really dove into it but based i would make the assumption that he won with somebody else's class and so that'll be really interesting here to see at tulane um i definitely think there's money at tulane um that he could he could build there i think he's taken pretty much his whole staff from Troy, I think. No, uh, well, no, 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 that's no, no, no.
1: That's Tulane's old coach. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no. Because, uh, you know, we'll go ahead and talk about the Troy head coaching candidates, but their, their two candidates are uh, – are two of their top candidates are in-house, and that's Greg Gasparato, uh, the defensive coordinator, at, and he's the interim head coach, and then Joe Craddock, who is the current offensive coordinator. Um many folks I think believe that they may keep one of those two guys just to kind of keep um keep the staff intact, keep the players intact from the success like you mentioned they've had the last two years. Um another interesting name uh is Bill Clark, uh the former UAB head coach. He's uh he retired from coaching two years ago um due to a uh serious back injury, which he ended up having to have a spinal fusion. Um, and he's never, he hasn't said that he wants to come back, but, um, some, some folks are saying that he does want to come back. Um, so that, that would certainly, uh, be interesting for, uh, for Troy, U A and, uh, you know, he's, he's obviously, you know, familiar with the area being, uh, the former, uh, UAB head coach. And, you know, he was, he was very successful when he was at UAB. So that, that would be, uh. Was yeah. he the head coach when UAB came back?
0: Um, yes, pretty sure. That I mean, I can't imagine what it's like to have, yes, a, he was. He was. He was. have a football team, you know, disbanded and then be able to get it back. I can't remember how oh. long they didn't have a team for two, three years, something like that.
1: Um. They closed down in 2015. He took he took over in 2014. They closed it down in 15, and then I think they came back in either 16 or 17. So two okay. years at most. Um. Yeah, that would be. I, I he mean, was coach of the year, conference coach of the year in 2017.
0: Because that's uh, you know, that's something difficult to to coach through, and and if I do remember right, you know. The players that he did have, um, you know, would run through a brick wall for the dude. Um, I believe, I can't remember where, but I heard him talk at some point about what it was like to recruit coming from like not being a team to just all of a sudden being a team and what it was like during that, like recruiting yeah. period. Um, and it sounded, it sounded wild but uh, also just like a video game of like trying to get guys in here. It's like, all right, I can promise you this and this, and I, I, you're going to compete for a job here or, or whatever. Um, yeah. I think he'd be a great person, person to have in that locker room if that happens, you know, if he decides that he wants to come back.
1: Absolutely. Um, another name that's been mentioned is Alex Atkins. He's the offensive coordinator at Florida State. He does not have any ties to Troy. Um, he also he interviewed for both the Duke and the Tulane jobs. Um, so he's kind of been one uh, a hot name um, this uh, offseason, so to speak. Um, he taught, He played at uh, University of Tennessee Martin, um, and he's coached his entire career at the, at the college level, JUCO, uh, Power 5, and G5. He was an offensive line coach at Chattanooga, Georgia Southern, Tulane, and Charlotte. Um, and then he's now the offensive coordinator and offensive line coach at Florida State. He was also a run game coordinator at Tulane. Um, it's kind of an interesting name because he doesn't have really have any ties to, to Troy. But um, like I said, he's, he's kind of an up-and-coming thought-of coach. Um, a guy that does have familiarity at Troy is uh Zach Etheridge Auburn's uh, <coughs> defensive back um, coach? He's from the area, he went to Auburn. Um, so you know, he's kind of you know, he's very familiar with uh, with uh, with the school and the area as far as recruiting goes. Uh, another one, Reggie Barlow, he's the uh, XFL DC Defenders head coach. Um, he was at Alabama state previously. He's been at Virginia state. Um, again, he's just familiar with the area and the state, uh, from a recruiting standpoint. Um, Al Pogue, currently the Missouri defensive back head coach. He, uh, he was a former coach at Troy. He was a star player, at Alabama state. Um, he was an assistant coach at Auburn. Uh, before he you know he came he came to uh, Troy in 2014 under Neil Brown as a cornerbacks coach, he left there went to uh, West Virginia and then Auburn, and then he was back in Troy in 2021 as the cornerbacks coach, and then he he was there until he totally went to Missouri in 2022, and then the the final kind of candidate that I've heard is Zach Yenzer, uh, Kentucky. Offensive line coach. He uh, He's a former assistant coach at Troy. He also played at Troy. Um, he started his coaching career at Troy as a graduate assistant. Uh, and then he went on to serve as the offensive line coach. Uh, then he went to a couple high schools, went to Louisiana Tech, went to California, became the run game coordinator at Kansas. Um, and then he was at SMU. Then it looked like he was at the uh, 49ers. From uh, 2019 to 2021 and then in in 21 he became the offensive line coach for Kentucky so clearly he's got some Troy ties as a former assistant as well as a player there Um, so just kind of some guys to uh, to keep a eye on I guess on who's gonna be Troy the next uh, head coach at Troy if I had to take a guess my guess is either Gasparado or maybe Bill Clark if he expressed interests.
0: I would assume that they're going to hire internally uh, just so they don't... I haven't looked too far currently into Troy's recruiting class for this year, but there's something that can be said about, you know, having guys transfer out and just keeping, with a lot of change, keeping your recruiting class, you know, as intact as, as you can and not have to, like, be at this point in the game without a head coach trying to fill in holes through the transfer portal because it's hard as a kid i don't want to come play for you i don't know who the head coach is i don't know what guys right. are running so anyways that's that's my two cents
1: and yeah i agree
0: then uh, another coaching staff change. James Madison. We got Bob Chesney. I don't know a lot about him, but he is the yeah. It's, Holy... it's
1: official. We we talked a lot about him last week. It wasn't official, but it's official now. He's from Holy Cross. Holy,
0: Holy Cross. Yep. So, um, I'll be curious if uh bring he if he brings a quarterback a certain quarterback with him uh, or not. That'll be that'll be yeah. interesting. Um, I don't remember. Is James Madison? they're taking their O.C. He's pretty much taken everybody to Yeah, Indiana. he has. He's taking a lot of his staff with him. yep. So, that'll be an interesting offense to watch because it seemed like kind of whatever quarterback you put in there, they just made it work. Uh doesn't matter if you had some uh, rough patches in your past or not. Uh, they kind of revamped who that quarterback was. Uh, give him some life into their into their. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if I want to say stock, but um, yeah, that'll be interesting to see how James Madison's offense looks going forward.
1: Yeah, um, I think because I think uh, Chesney's really more of a defensive-minded coach, mm-hmm. so uh, be interesting. To, I mean, I'm assuming maybe he'll bring his OC from um, Holy Cross, but uh, we'll see. And like you said their quarterbacks in the portal. Um, I don't know. I mean, I guess he could end up there, right? But it seems like he's getting um, attention at some bigger schools, bigger than JMU. So be interesting to see what happens. Um, We talked about this last week. UL Monroe um, hired, uh, officially hired Brian Vincent um, to be their next head coach. He, uh, He was interim head coach at UAB in 2022. And he was the offensive coordinator at New Mexico. The average 410 yards per game. Um, he's also been a former uh, assistant at UL Monroe. So no real big shock that they that they hired him. Um, be interesting. I, I like to see if he can keep the uh, keep the the offense humming as as well as he did at um, at New Mexico with uh, spe- specifically Jacory Merritt. So maybe that that that'll help the uh, that U.L. Monroe running game. Um, and then we've, got go New Mexico. Uh, we
0: got Bronco Mendenhall. Um, yeah, definitely I like that rumors. One. Rumors that you know he was going to go to Boise State. He was in a lot of different coaching carousel conversations, and ends up there at New Mexico.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I, I like that hire. I mean, he's he's. Um, I feel like he's, you know, produced quality teams at BYU and Virginia, um, at least from a fantasy standpoint, even though Virginia might not have, uh, from a win-loss perspective, might not have had the had the best years. But um, for fantasy purposes, uh, they always, you know, they had quarterbacks that uh, were dual threat and, and would produce. Um, so I'm really excited to see what he can do with Devin Dampier, their freshman quarterback at New Mexico who got some run. Um, this uh this past season. Um so yeah, I I I think it's a great hire for New Mexico. Mexico's a tough place to to recruit and to win. Um but I I mean I think if it, if if anyone can do it I think he can. So I- excited to see what he does there for the Lobos. And
0: then uh Wyoming, we had uh, a surprise retire and I don't remember all the weeks are just kind of mushing together with all the transfer portal stuff and all the news justice. And I do a lot of talking during the week going back and forth. So I don't know if this is, if this has been brought up on the podcast, if it's just something we talked about behind the scenes. Um, But Wyoming had a surprise uh, retirement from their head coach. Um, And Jay Savell is their uh, new head coach. He was, previously the defensive coordinator for the Cowboys.
1: Yeah. Craig bowl. Uh, Craig Boll, announced, right. was it, it was, I don't know. Was it Saturday or I don't know. It, it was, it was, I guess maybe it was last week. Um, that's we recorded where he announced he was retiring. And then like, it seemed like within hours they announced that, um, Sawell would be the, uh, would be the next head coach. So I think, I think you kind of mentioned it. Um, Maybe that this is kind of like known but not known kind of deal. Uh, Bowl yeah. was there. Bowl was there for ten years. So, Sawwell Sawville is the uh, defensive coordinator, um, and so I don't I don't expect anything to really change. Right, <laughs> run the ball and play good defense. I the only reason I think that it was like known but
0: not known is like even if it's health concerns. Or, you know, he's stepping down or he's getting fired. I would like to think as a university, as an institution, you're going to go search and find the best person for the job. That might be in-house, but you've at least got to do your due diligence. That makes me think that they already kind of did their due diligence at some point during the season type thing, whether they were getting interest or not, and maybe made that decision uh like, hey, you're going to be the next guy up. Um, either when I decide to retire, or you know, it's going to be at the end of this year. So that's, like you said, the timing was kind of kind of weird. But yeah, that's.
1: Um, that kind of does it for coaching stuff for this week. Um, wanted to. I think that's couple... all the coaches.
0: That's. I think that's it. Other than like coordinator positions that might change, I think all the head coaches are now.
1: Yeah, than, out. well, except for Troy, but <laughs> right. um wanted to make, give, give a couple shout outs and, and mention some uh, some G5 award winners. So the Jim Thorpe Award, which goes to the best defensive back in the nation, uh, and that was given to defensive back Trey Taylor from Air Force. Um, so, you know, that, that's pretty cool, because not only is he, you know, a, a G5 guy, but he's also one of the uh, one of the military schools. Which, you know, they don't. They just don't get much recognition. So, pretty cool to see him be uh, be named the Jim Thorpe Award winner, and then the other national award winner from the G five is kicker Graham Nicholson, uh, Miami, Ohio, won the Lou Groza Award uh, for the best kicker. So, congrats to those two gentlemen. Um, and then the AP All American teams recently came out, and just wanted to highlight some of those um, G five reps. The first team, once again, kicker, Graham Nicholson, Miami, Ohio. And edge slash defensive end, Jalen Green uh, from James Madison, who despite missing I think the last three games, maybe four games, still still, uh, got recognition for an outstanding season that he had for JMU. Um, The second team, we have guard, Clay Webb from Jacksonville State. We have tight end, Dalen Holker. Uh, from Colorado state and uh, you know, our favorite here, all purpose player in the second team, Ashton Jainty Boise state, uh, she had a phenomenal season despite missing, you know, a few games injury. Um, I feel like, and we've talked about before, if he played the whole year, he'd be a first team, you know, first team running back and possibly, you know, invited to the Heisman. Um the second-team kicker was also a G5 guy, Jose Pizano, from UNLV, uh, linebacker from Old Dominion, Jason Henderson, and cornerback from Toledo, Quinone Mitchell.
0: Also, Moving... uh, Dallin Holker uh, declared for the draft, I believe it was today or Did yesterday. He? So...
1: Nice. Um... I have him on a couple of my uh, C2C rosters. So, yeah, looking forward to that. Yeah. Um, third team, APL American, running back, Kamani Vidal from Troy. Guard, Christian Haynes from Connecticut. Uh, wide receiver, Ricky White from UNLV. Uh, safety, Trey Taylor, Air Force. And punter, James Ferguson Reynolds from Boise State. Uh, so Boise State's the only one to actually get two, um, two G five players on the first three teams. So shout out to uh, shout out to Boise. Any, uh, any of those surprise you, or any any uh, any of them? Anything you think? Anyone you think might have got snubbed? Um, Horton,
0: I guess, is the name that pops out to me. Of of maybe getting snubbed, but maybe you know Corley too,
1: possibly, maybe,
0: and maybe it's more of you know what have you done for Mm -hmm. me lately? Yeah, um,
1: but I tell you, I tell you, one that surprises me a little bit is LaJonte Wester.
0: Okay, yeah, yeah, um, also Vidal being a third team kind of surprised me, um, maybe. Like I, I kind of expected to see him maybe more so on the second team, but, uh, I mean I don't know really what more else you have to do. Um, yeah. I don't know. I thought he had a great year.
1: He did. Uh, he did have a great year. Third team, 13,
0: yeah. third team, great. But uh, yeah, maybe thought maybe needed a second team, but yeah, I think for me it was. Horton, I think, was, was yeah, I the think name West, that
1: maybe got left off. Wester was the big one, I feel like, that should, deserves some recognition. Um, you know, he's probably the one of the G5 leading receivers in uh, in all the statistical categories. Um, all right. So now we'll move on to, I guess, our, our main topic, and that is, uh, the bowl games coming up. Um, so this coming week as Luke mentioned when um, we started the show we our, our schedule for the next few weeks will be a little bit different um, this coming week we will be recording Saturday evening um, because I will be at the bowl game uh, the old Dominion Bowl game on Monday so not not really able to record so we're gonna we're gonna shoot for recording on Saturday evening so we're gonna kind of cover the, um saturday bowl games uh for december 16th and, and then
0: on saturday we'll we'll cover the the week that will be until we plan on coming back for our next one so <laughs> yes there might be a lot um this one because of you know how much time we have to, to you know to make a, an episode um there's only a couple games, so we're going to talk about all the games, whether they're G5 or not, um, based off of how many games we have between next episodes. They might only be the G5, five ones, but uh, but yeah, I I am curious. Justice, the famous Toastery Bowl, is that the one that's supposed to have the edible mascot? Ooh, I don't know. I haven't heard that.
1: <laughs> there is um, a
0: bowl that is supposed to have an edible uh mascot which has got me intrigued and I for the life of me can't remember what bowl it is but if it's a human like is it a human or is it an actual just like a giant piece of yeah, you need to look this up. Is this a giant Pop
1: Tarts bowl?
0: It's a Pop Tarts bowl. Okay, where's that one at? Um. So it's not not that one.
1: What the heck? It's in Orlando. Okay. Orlando. It used to, it used to be the Cheez It bowl. Okay. So it's the yeah. Pop Tarts bowl. I am going to be
0: interested. I, who's who's playing the Pop-Tart Bowl? Because I am going to have to watch uh, that.
1: Let's see. Pop-Tart Bowl. Because <laughs> um,
0: I think of a mascot uh, as something living. NC State and
1: Kansas State.
0: NC State and Kansas State. I think of a mascot as some something living. Whether it's a bulldog. Whether it's a long horn, you know, whether it's somebody in a suit. I think of a mascot as somebody living. They say it's an edible mascot. So there's food on a person.
1: Yeah, it must be like a giant, it must be like a giant Pop-Tart.
0: Or, yeah is it, huge, is it just this giant yeah is it just this huge giant pop tart well, maybe I, I maybe it's just know.
1: a hat maybe it's just a costume with a bunch of pop tarts
0: attached to it yeah i don't know <laughs> i mean i'm sure i will not have to watch the whole game uh to figure it out i'm sure that will be the talk of whatever it's on espn or wherever it's at because yep. uh, they probably won't have any information on the teams that are actually playing and probably get We'll be end up talking about this mascot most of the game. So I, I can't wait.
1: Well, the, the, the first game up for, uh, for that day on the 16th is the Myrtle Beach Bowl, which uh, kicks off at 11 a.m. And it features uh, Georgia Southern from the Sun Belt, Ohio from the MAC. Um, oh, the line that I see is uh, Georgia Southern minus three and a half with an over-under of 48 and a half. Um, the weather looks decent, 45 degrees, according to ESPN. Um, I, and if, correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure Curtis works in the portal, right? Yep.
0: I mean, pretty much that Ohio side. Uh, Bangura
1: is, too. Yep. So, um, you know that uh i think that bodes well for georgia southern right um playing uh you know what I, I i would assume you know several you know backup players there at least on the offensive side for um ohio and i haven't heard that anyone has opted out for georgia southern i don't know why they necessarily would um the only thing i've seen recently for georgia southern is that um and it doesn't affect this game one bit, but it does affect next season is Bo Allen, uh, the quarterback who transferred to Georgia Southern from Kentucky. He entered the portal again, and he's returning back to Kentucky, um, which just seems totally strange to me. But, um, but, yeah, I haven't heard anything about any Georgia Southern guys not playing. So, you know, Caleb Hood, uh, Derwin Burgess, um, White and Davis Brin should all be going for, for Georgia Southern. Did uh, d- do you want do you want to do picks again? <laughs> you, you killed me last time, so maybe I can redeem myself.
0: <laughs> if, if you would like to, yeah, go. I mean, I'll I'll let you type them in. Um, right. if, if you want to do those, I this one is a really hard one because Georgia Southern to my knowledge, isn't losing any quote-unquote big names, but Ohio's defense is pretty good. I mean, they beat Iowa State, <clears throat> um, and I think Iowa State's offense is a bit better than Georgia Southern, and Georgia Southern just hasn't been clicking this year. Um, so, for those reasons, give me Georgia Southern. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I, I agree. Um, I, I mean, I just think the uh, the portal uh, the portal guys that I'll be missing will be too much to overcome for Ohio. So give me the give me Georgia Southern as well. Um, moving on to the next bowl game of the day is the R and L Carriers New Orleans Bowl, featuring uh, that's a two fifteen p.m. kickoff, featuring. Um, Jacksonville State from Conference USA, and Louisiana Lafayette from the Sunbelt. Jacksonville State is a a three-and-a-half point favorite with an over-under of 59-and-a-half. Since you went first on the last one, I will go first on this one in terms of picks. I think I will take... I think I'm going to take Louisiana, take the underdog. All right, I'm going to take
0: Jacksonville State. Um, Louisiana's got two quarterbacks that are gone, uh, so they're on their third stringer. Um, And Jacksonville State I don't think really is losing anything, so give me Jacksonville State
1: yeah I haven't heard um yeah I haven't heard any any either of these two schools losing much in the portal so um expect them both to be a you know kind of a, a full go so uh, it'd be Zion Webb's last uh, last hurrah for Jacksonville state he'll be out eligibility um so him uh, Malik Jackson, um, yeah should be should be a good game, I feel like right I mean Louisiana. Kind of a home game of sorts for them since the, the game is in New Orleans. Um, so, yeah, it should be a good one. All um, right. And
0: then the avocados from Mexico, Pure bowl, Um <laughs> is uh, Miami of Ohio versus App State. Are you looking at other spreads or the spreads I wrote down from this morning? I'm looking
1: at ESPN right now. So, currently okay. on ESPN. um app state is minus five and a half, which is the same as what you have um, okay. over under. I think the spreads that you have are still accurate. It's the over unders that might be a little bit different right now. Um, yeah. With the- betting, it all depends on uh, what,
0: when you did it. So I, I put these together. I think it was last night. I put them together.
1: Yeah. The yeah. line still the same app state minus five and a half uh, with an over under of 45 and a half. Um, I am going to take
0: App State in this one. Um, Miami of Ohio, we have Gabbert, who's coming back for uh, another season, which I think we talked about last time. But we um, – uh, what's his – what's the name? Smith. Avion A- A- B- Smith.
1: Avion Smith, yeah.
0: Yep. He's in the portal. Um, It's not like he was thrown the ball great last time anyways. I'm uh, mainly doing with his legs. App State – you got Noel in the portal, uh, a couple wide receivers in the portal, but I think Aguilar does enough here to power app state.
1: Yeah. I mean, I'm with you. Um, you know, Kanye Roberts, I think, you know, they app state doesn't have a shortage of running backs. So, you know, Noel being in the port doesn't really concern me for them. And like you said, uh, who's going to play quarterback for Miami, Ohio? Um, they, I want to say they had a true freshman that uh, some people were high on, and I and I can't think of his name, so maybe we'll get to see him in this game. Um, but you know, even if he shines, I wouldn't expect anything for next season because, as you mentioned, uh, uh, Brett Gabbert is coming back, um, coming back for them. So yeah, I, I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna agree with you and also go with App State minus five and a half. Um, Next up is the 545 kickoff, the Isoleta New Mexico Bowl featuring New Mexico State from Conference USA against Fresno State in the Mountain West. The game is in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Uh, The current line has New Mexico State minus three and a half with an over under of 51 and a half. Um, and, uh, let's see, is it my turn to go first? Right. Yep. Yep. I'm going to take, uh, the Fresno state getting three and a half. Um, I haven't heard that anyone's left, um, for the portal for Fresno state. So, you know, that's, you know, Mikey Keane uh, Eric Brooks, Malik Sherrod, uh, should all be a go. Um, as far as that goes, I haven't heard anything that says that um, that says uh, New Mexico State's lost any uh, guys either. So, yeah, this is pretty much everybody
0: for the most part is all the big names are there. I'm gonna go with New Mexico State
1: for this one. Yeah, it looks like uh, uh, <laughs> the uh, the Google Drive sheet's not letting me edit it. So, I'm going to have to write these down somewhere else. Hold on a second. Let me get, let me open up Microsoft Word on my computers. Here, let me try writing them down.
0: Give me a second here.
1: Is it letting you do it?
0: Yep. So, Justice, you want to take Fresno
1: State plus the three and a half. Okay.
0: I'm going to take New Mexico. Okay.
1: Awesome. It's weird. It's letting you do it. It won't let me, for my, it says saving your changes is taking longer than usual. Editing is temporarily disabled. So who knows? All right. Um, and next up is the Starco Brands label.
0: Oh. So we've got our G5 versus P5 here. And normally I would love to take Boise State. But being on your third string quarterback and as tough as that UCLA Bruins defense has been, even though you did lose your defensive coordinator uh, to USC, I think the athletes for UCLA. um, I just think that defense is really, really good. And and when you lose a quarterback at a P five level, like let's say, let's say like you were playing in the state of Florida and you, you win and you need a, a really good quarterback to maybe get you in the playoffs but that drop off from your first to second string quarterback and your second to third string quarterback is so bad that they don't even put you into the playoffs. Well, imagine that at a G five level. I, it's going to be the G show. show. Uh, I think UCLA is going to know that. I think we're going to get to see how great Ashton is, but I think, uh, UCLA is going to be too much, so I'm going to take uh, the UCLA minus two. Or what so do you have there? The, the
1: current line is UCLA minus three and a half. Okay, um, I'm going to agree with you. I think if uh, I would have loved to see Taylor Taylor Green play in this game, but I think uh, you know, like you said, going down to their third string quarterback, it's just going to be. Too much for Boise State to overcome against against the you know against a good uh, power five school in UCLA, um, but you know I I'm, I'm rooting for Boise State. I want Boise State to win um,
0: absolutely, uh,
1: and uh, I'm interested to see what uh, Ashton can do against the uh, against that uh, UCLA defense. Um, be interesting to see if they get some opt outs on defense. Uh, I'm specifically thinking of. Uh, their um, all-American uh, defensive end edge Latu Latu, um, if if he's going to play in this game or not, um, because he is, he's probably a top three, I would guess, edge in the in the NFL, upcoming NFL draft. So it will be interesting to see if he if he's going to uh, play in this game. And I but I did hear. Maybe I think I heard this right that Tamari and Harden is in the portal, they're running back. I don't, I don't know. Um, well, we know Dante Moore is, so um, yep. I assume it'll be Garber's there. Um, but uh, even with Harden in the portal, they still have Carson Steele, so uh, yeah, I look for UCLA t- t- to win this game. Um, unfortunately, it's the, only, it's the only G5 P5 matchup that we're getting on saturday so hopefully boise state can, uh, can can pull off the upset for for the g5 the uh the last bowl game of saturday the 16th is a nine fifteen p.m start and it's two g5 teams it's california against texas tech um texas tech is favored by two and a half uh, over under 57.5, the game is the, it's the Radiance Technologies Independence Bowl uh, coming from Shreveport, Louisiana. And I'm going to take uh, Texas Tech. Um, just because of Taj Brooks. Taj Brooks has you know, announced that he's going to return to Texas Tech um, for his uh, final season, which actually sh- shocks me. Um, I figured he'd be gone. I, I I figured he'd parlay his season, uh, into a, in, into the NFL draft. Um, I will say what does concern me a little bit about Texas tech is I think like, like almost over half their receiving core is in the portal. <laughs> right. Um, so I, I think they have four guys that, that are capable starters, but I don't know that they have, uh, much behind them. Um, so that that does concern me a little bit there for Texas Tech. I haven't really heard that California's really lost anyone. Um, have you, Luke? No, I have not. Uh, they did get
0: Chandler Rogers in the portal. Yep. Um, but I think Cal is a sneaky good team this year. Like in relations to how Cal has been, is like I want to put that as a caveat: sneaky good for what your expectations of Cal football is. Um, sure, sure. And I'm trying to remember their head coach, but he was their head coach there. Then he left and went to Texas State. Was that right? And um, you're thinking left.
1: of – I think you're thinking of the offensive coordinator, Spavadol. Is Spavadol the head coach or is yeah. he the offensive coordinator?
0: Offensive coordinator. And he seems to just win at Cal. Um, well,
1: and now he's the um, – He's gone. He's at. He's at. uh, He's at Baylor. He's the. I missed that. He was the OC. He was the OC for Cal, and now he's the OC for Baylor.
0: I missed that.
1: Yep. He moved. Well, that'll be something
0: I will be watching. You know, non G five related is because he, he did not do well at Texas State. Well, he did okay, but he ran the program kind of into the ground and then left. But gosh, this is really really hard. Um, give me Cal. Give me Cal the two and a half. I don't feel great about it. Low <laughs> level of confidence in this game.
1: Yeah, I was looking to see if there was any mention of Jeremiah Hunter possibly <clears throat> sitting out, but I don't. You know, just a quick, quick Twitter search. Um, I don't, uh, I don't, I don't see anything, um, anything about that. So we'll see
0: the new revamped ACC Cal Bears.
1: <laughs> yes, yes, yes.
0: So, yeah that's that's, that's all gonna, of our bowl games. Yeah. We're, uh, we'll be back Saturday night, um, probably roughly. My guess is it's probably roughly going to be 10.30. Um, yeah. I just got to get my kids down to bed. Uh, that's- Absolutely. I got I to go to a
1: Christmas party that night, but I should be home before 10 o'clock. So. Um, but, yeah, see you Saturday night, 10.15, 10.30ish, and we'll talk about uh, the bowl games of next week. We'll get to talk about uh, my Old Dominion Monarchs going up against Western Kentucky on Monday. Um, the famous Toastery Bowl. Charlotte, yep. North Carolina. It's, uh, I, I really hope they win because it's a one-off bowl. Um, it's, it's the bowl was moved. That was, that's normally the Bahamas bowl. Um, but they are doing renovations to the stadium there, um, at the, in the Bahamas. And so for one season and one season only, it got moved to Charlotte. And for the one season, famous toastery is the, uh, is the sponsor so hopefully we can be the one and only famous toastery bowl champions why would you want to go to the bahamas when you
0: can go to charlotte that's what i've always said
1: yeah i mean well so odu's very first bowl game ever was in the bahamas um unfortunately i did not attend because the game was on christmas eve and it's just kind of hard to you know splurge on a trip to the bahamas um when you only have like two weeks notice <laughs>
0: so. well santa works in mysterious ways sometimes
1: justice um but yeah i mean I, I i went to the game there in the myrtle beach bowl two years ago i went to that game and i'll be going to the famous Toast Tree bowl so yeah looking forward to it um supporting the monarchs going to a bowl game you know charlotte charlotte's a fun city um should be a good time
0: All right, well, that'll do it for us tonight. We'll be back Saturday. See ya. Good night.